Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in. What's up and welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I am your host, Coach Bonnie, and we are wrapping up the Get Effing Real series. If you missed the first two, we're talking about limiting beliefs. We're talking about the BS that we believe and that we accept as truth and stuff that is not really true, but is really messing us up. The first episode, I talked about the the, the highlight reels of social media and how uh, you can look at other people, uh, no matter what space, no matter what field you're in, you can look at people who are doing the same thing as you, who are always smiling, the lighting's always perfect, they're always having record-breaking months, they're always having the best experiences with their family, with their clients, everything is great, 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 motherfucking great, and you're like... Dude, what am I doing wrong? And it can really mess with your head sometimes if you are not aware of what's going on. And in that podcast, go back and check it out. It's available right now on iTunes and on Spotify or wherever you're listening to this one, uh, if not on Facebook and Instagram. And you have to understand the, the whole premise of that episode is that it's called marketing, guys. It's not like think of your favorite car that you think is just the most luxurious car ever. They're not going to put on their commercials, oh, hey, by the way, we had to recall it a couple times to get it right, <laughs> but you're going to love it. No, because you wouldn't buy it. People have to sell you the best possible version of something so that you'll actually make a move and do it because as I'm going to talk about today, uh, we are hardwired to stay comfortable and to stay safe and to not take risk and to not make changes. And people are always, we are always, 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 always um, trying to move away from pain and closer to pleasure, however that looks for each individual. And if we, even if something does look pleasurable, uh, like losing weight or starting your own business or chasing your dreams, even though there is pleasure, there's also pain in between it. And we will do anything to avoid that. So I wasn't, it sounded like I was coming off bashing online uh, marketers, um, online coaches, uh, anybody online that's really just showing a side of them that you know isn't the full picture. And I was actually speaking on both behalves, letting you know that one, this is what they have to do so that some of you will make a move, right? When I'm trying to get fitness clients, I don't talk to them about, oh my gosh, you're going to be very sore uh, the first couple of weeks. Oh my gosh, you're probably going to be a little bit hungry because you're in a calorie deficit. Oh, and you will be peeing a lot because I need you to get your, your water intake up. Nobody wants to hear that. They have to market. You guys only want things that sound good and pleasurable because that's the way your brain was hardwired. But at the same time, I was letting you know that this is uh, to beware of the things that you see and to understand that everything is not what it seems, even if it is painted a beautiful, pretty picture. And that's why you saw pictures of me crying literally after finishing a live. Uh, the whole month of June was like a cry fest. And, and July, uh, we finished our cry fest and now we're back up. It's okay to go through seasons, guys. It's okay to not have a perfect business. It's okay to not have a perfect trajectory and whatever goals that you are pursuing because that's normal. That's normal. And I really just wanted to bring light to that. That's why I started that because I got tired of people normalizing perfection while also preaching like, no, progress over perfection. I'm like, but you only ever post perfection, boo-boo. So I'm getting mixed signals. 
<laughs> so um, if you listen to the podcast, if you follow me, if you watch my stories, if you only watch my feed, you will see a highlight reel for the most part. But if you watch my stories, you see me going through it. You see me like, yo, it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm still up working on my business. Hey, um, it's uh, I've got like four clients who haven't paid or people like I tell the real story. So if you want to see the behind the scenes, watch my stories. I, I don't hold back on there. But anywho, that was week one, talking about not being deceived by the highlight reels of people's social media profiles. Why? they do it and what you need to understand when you're seeing them. They're not necessarily being fake, but they are trying to run a business for the most part. Next week, we talked about the lies that we tell ourselves. And those are our own limiting beliefs, the things that we hold ourselves back from, the things that we allow to keep us prisoner, the things that aren't for the most part even true, but we believe them because you really, because most of us aren't aware enough to understand that every thought that you hear in your head is not yours. I actually sat down with Daniel last night, my oldest son, it's his birthday today. And I sat down with him last night and we were talking about how most people are not aware of the fact that their thoughts are not them. <gasps> what? Yeah, your thoughts are not all you. If you can tune out the noise, um, your brain processing everything that you've ever seen today and in your life, uh, you'll be able to listen and hear that some of these phrases and some of these words that are like the 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 background noise of your brain, it's not even you. It's like great grandma, you know, like when I like, for instance, if I'm sitting at the table, the voice that reminds me to get my elbows off the table is my grandma. If I when I used to want to get seconds on food when I was in elementary school, Mind y'all, I was always tall. I was always a tall girl. But when I wanted to get seconds, uh, a family member of mine would be like, oh, you going to go get seconds? So that's what kept me skinny for the majority of my life is that I would always hear that voice in my head. Oh, you're really going to get seconds? That wasn't my voice. But until I became aware of the fact that this was not my voice, uh, I believed that this was me. And one of the worst things that we can do to ourselves, to our personal development, to our careers, to our goals, to this planet, because we are all connected is to not be aware of the fact that that every thought that you have isn't yours and that there are many thoughts that have become beliefs that are now embedded within your mind. So if you came from a family that um, has a, oh my gosh, I have a, a several new clients and I've been on coaching calls with them and I've just been hearing some of the words, the conversations that go on in their family circles. And I'm like, holy fuck, you didn't stand a chance. Let's go. We have work to do because of the negativity, because of the mindset, because of the just the way that their family views life. If this woman had not like gotten into my circle or bubble, Lord willing, she would have found someone else's. But nonetheless, had she not stepped out of her comfort zone and sought counsel from someone else, she would be perpetuating the cycle of a poverty mindset, of a fixed mindset, of a of a of a of, a, of someone who's not going to try to do anything better than they've already seen because their programming has told them that this is what it is. And your programming starts from the time when you are a child. These thoughts that your family, they don't even have to tell you. They don't have to tell you that starting a business is hard. They don't have to tell you that getting skinny is hard. They don't have to necessarily tell you these things, but you perceive them. You pick them up. You receive them. We learn more from watching than we do listening because people can twist their lips up to say anything we want, but it's what people actually do that is the is, is, is what gets solidified in us, right? And so... You can have, and these are these are the conversations that I have with clients all of the time. When we're talking about limiting beliefs, these go across the board. 
And as you guys have listened to me, you know that I'm always gonna compare things that I'm learning in my business with things that can be applied to your weight loss journey, with things that can also be applied to any sort of personal development journey that you are on. So with that said, um, these limiting beliefs are subconscious. You are not consciously trying to be your own worst enemy. You are not consciously trying to not become successful, not lose the weight, not start your business. Why would you do that, right? No, these are subconscious things that have been that are that are embedded in your head from what you saw to be true from your family. So for I, I apologize if I actually I don't fucking apologize. If you're new here, I'm gonna I'm gonna use some of my favorite examples and stories and metaphors that will help solidify this for you even more. If a young lady grows up seeing the women in her family always being the alpha, always being the one that that is taking control and, and the boss of everything, she's going to grow up thinking that women are supposed to be like that. And I'm not downplaying alpha females in any way. I grew up to be an alpha female because I saw some very, um, how do I want to call the women in my family? Opinionated, powerful um, not taking any shit from anybody, women, grandma, <laughs> cousin Lizzie, uh, Nicole, uh, but I've seen these women just come into rooms and take charge and not deal with anybody's crap. And so as a result, the men that they'd be in relationships with tend to be more beta and less alpha. And the alpha males that I did see growing up were never the kind that were uh, emotionally balanced. I talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy, healthy, divine masculine energy, healthy, divine feminine energy, healed masculine energy, healed feminine energy. And all I mean by that is if they're in their masculine and they're healthy about it, it doesn't have to be condescending. It doesn't have to be arrogant. It doesn't have to be abusive. It's just, it's it's assertive, it's confident, it's rational, it's structured, right? It's beautiful. And same for women. We don't have to be over uh, promiscuous. We don't have to be over sexualized, but divine feminine energy is sexual. It's sensual. It's appealing. It makes people want to do things for you. And it goes together beautifully. But when you grow up seeing not those things, when you grow up seeing not healthy masculine energy, but the kind of masculine energy that, here's a good example, a man who has an alpha wife, who is batshit crazy, who yells at him all the time, and he's got daughters, maybe sons, doesn't matter, but they run this man. They make him buy everything, make him pay for everything, boss him around, make him feel like crap. And this is a true story. He may come to work and be a fucking asshole. And you may think he's the worst manager ever. And you just, and I had, this is someone I knew and I couldn't figure out. So I'm like, I can see that that is a good man. Why is he like so mean to us? And then when I got to understand his story, I'm like, he doesn't get to be the strong male. He doesn't get to be the leader in his home. He gets walked all over in his home. So when he comes to work, this is how he acts so that he can establish that, that, that internal, that, that innate need to be the head of something, to be the leader. But because it's not healed, because it's coming from a place of brokenness, it comes out as this micromanaging a-hole manager that he doesn't really need to be. So that's what I mean by not healed masculine energy. And the same goes both ways. A female who didn't get to be a female or didn't get to be a little girl or never got to be innocent, all these things, um, her unhealed energy can manifest itself as her being this over-aggressive, I'm not saying every woman that is decisive is aggressive and bitchy. I'm just using examples. Don't go crazy. But she could possibly turn into the exact opposite of what she could have been, where she could have been a very um, balanced 
female, full of wisdom, full of intuitiveness, intuition, uh, and and all of these wonderful attributes of the feminine. Instead, uh, she may have denied them because she saw them as weakness and had to pull up her big girl pants and only always ever be the strong one, which after a while gets tiring and after a while you can get bitter. So these are the kind of things that I'm talking about. Like you don't necessarily have to be told, you just learn them. And it goes the other way. A girl could grow up in a home where she sees the women in her family get abused or taken for granted. And even though she knows in her head, her conscious mind knows this is not the way that women should be treated, but subconsciously that is a source of comfort. So she will find the disruption. She will find the, 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 the craziness because that's what she's used to, or the abuse. So this is what I mean when I say the the lies that your family, these are the limiting beliefs that your family has embedded in your mind without you even paying attention. And some of them are even less subtle. For instance, in the black community, it's except like we, we're getting a lot better. But in the black community, when I was growing up, it was frowned upon if you moved outside the black community, like you were seen as selling out. And it's like, now wait a god dang minute. Knowing our history Knowing how redlining worked and how we weren't allowed to get housing or it was made into this obstacle that it wasn't made into for other people to get loans, to get funding, to move into decent areas. And they moved us into the ghettos and gave us the worst schools and gave us like just the crumbs. I'm now a a traitor to my to my culture if I take my family outside of here for something better. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not in the South, you may not experience this. But here in the South, especially here in Orlando specifically, that was very much something that I grew up hearing and experiencing. Like if you didn't stay with us, then, you know, you think you're better than us. What are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? What that does is that instills a sense of, well, I cannot be better than my family because then I'll be a sellout, but I want to be better than my family because I want better for my family. And now there's this cognitive dissonance in this child who grows up seeing and hearing that you can be better, you can chase your dreams, but yet also very much hearing, don't do that. No, you're not black. You can't relate to that. Let me give you another example. One of my newest clients, when she, she, I asked her for a list of the self-help books that she already has, because as a new, if I'm working with you one-on-one with mindset and life coaching, I'm going to send you a gift of some sort, something that's relevant to our unique work together. And I was like, send me a list of the books that you're already reading. So I don't send you one that you've already read. And I think she was looking through her list or she's ordering them. And her mom goes, well, what are you reading stuff like that for? What do you need that kind of stuff for? pause. Whether you're doing great in life, not so great, stupendous, whatever, reading is never a bad thing. Reading in order to enhance yourself, learning is never a bad thing. But when you grow up with a family that looks at you like, what's wrong with you? You're reading self-help books and you like, what's wrong with you? Well, (laughs) well, if you must ask, And so I can only imagine how many times this woman has tried to do things. Well, I know because I'm her coach. I've been with her for a minute. Love you, girl. But how many times she's tried to do for herself and the very people that are supposed to be propping her up, lifting her up, encouraging her to be better are making her feel like crap for doing that. And she's not alone. I'm willing to bet at least like 75, if not more, 75% 75% or more people, when you, t- if you it, let, me, let me take this back. I need to clean that statistic up some. Of the people that I have spoken with, there we go. 
When it comes down to whether or not you're deciding what move you're going to make for yourself, you are worried about how it's going to look to other people, what other people will think, uh, specifically your family. It took me years to be able to say a curse word on social media because all I could think of was my old church family is going to judge me, think I'm a heathen, and they're all going to think I'm going to hell. And even though I don't think I'm going to hell because I think that God's less concerned about the language that I use and more with how I'm actually fulfilling my purpose and treating people the way that he would want me to treat them um, and giving and using my gifts right to to, to to fulfill the purpose that he gave to me, that's what I think he's worried about. I don't think that, but I, I worry that they will think that, so I won't do this. I'm a fitness coach, guys. And I was afraid to post physique pictures before and after pictures for at least two years while I was coaching because of stuff like that. And I'm not saying it's it's bad to be worried about people's opinions, but what I am saying is that when it becomes a stronghold and it is keeping you tied down in place and keeping you from making progress because you're worried about how it's going to affect other people, now it has become a limiting belief. I cannot do insert whatever it is that you have backed out of because my mother won't approve. One of my clients who's actually now officially a business partner on Mind and Body, by the way, I have so many good news for my company. We're doing, we're, do, we're making big moves right now. But this young lady was supposed to go to med school. Her whole life, she had been prepped through high school and everything that she's going to become a doctor. And I think it was either, I think she had either just gotten her bachelor's when we started life coaching and we got to the bottom of it, which is that she doesn't want to be a doctor. This is just what her family wants for her. And I was like, well, what do you want to do? And the more we worked together, we saw how our intentions were aligned. And it's taken almost a year plus of doing some work with her to get her to detach herself from this identity that's not even hers, that was created by her family's expectations. And because we don't want to lose love, a lot of the time when we're self-sabotaging, not showing up for ourselves in any area, again, business, weight loss, other goals that you have in your life, a lot of the times when we're not showing up for ourselves, it's because we're afraid we're going to lose love because remember we're always moving away from pain and towards pleasure and moving towards pleasure um you know pursuing our goals if it means we're going to have to experience pain and the loss of perceived loss of love and acceptance from our loved ones we're not going to do it we'd rather stay unhappy um unfulfilled and know that we are still loved because at least if they love me, I have that. If nobody loves me, I won't be able to deal with myself. So we'll stay in situations where we are miserable and where we are unhappy because of the promise of love, which is the most, which is the best feeling in the world. This is why you are stuck. This is why you haven't made the moves that you wanted to. If it wasn't the highlight reels from week one social media, make people making you feel like crap because you're not perfect in your business or your weight loss journey. If it's not your own self getting in your way, it's probably because of something that you think is you, but is very much not you, but is very much embedded in the essence of you. And you have to take the time to do the work to separate you from the you that other people think that you should be. I'm going to take a sip of water. Is this resonating for anybody so far? Kathy, yes. Reading is literally the key to so many. Yes, yes. Reading is a... Girl, I have too many books. I'm extremely guilty of um, <laughs> of ordering books and not getting to all of them. Uh, Laura's wild. Don't they make adult diapers? I wonder what I said to make her say that. Oh, my goodness. Mm. So... Now that we've established that these thoughts are not yours, they've come from other people, but they are subconscious. There's something that you have to actually work to, to undo. Let's talk about the, these. They're also serving as defense mechanisms, right? 
Because again, if we are trying to move away from pain and towards pleasure, um, if we know that there's going to be pain, um, we will, your family will tell you things, present things in such a way to you so that you won't want to do them so that you can stay safe. And usually that is a direct result of them having tried the same thing or similar and not being successful. Whew. It's also gonna, they, they tell us these things so that they can protect us from stress. And one of the things that I've learned and I've had to release, understand, let go and just embrace is that my family, regardless of how crazy they are, they have the best intentions for me, the ones that really love me. I know we've got some family that's just like, Cuckoo, but like the ones that really love you, love me, your family, they have the best intentions for you. Delivery may not be so good, but understand that you and everyone else that you know is simply doing the very best that you can with what you have. So if all they have is what they learned from their mom and their dad and their family, then they're literally just doing the best that they can to keep you from pursuing something where it may be a little bit harder than you expected. And if you've never done something hard, like step out of your comfort zone, compete in a race, um, you know, make straight A's. If you've never been like an overachiever, or like, you know, the person to wow people, when your family sees you trying to do something hard, um, they mean it with love, but they're trying to keep you from experiencing rejection, pain, or hurt, perhaps something that they've experienced or perhaps something that they have also avoided and they pass down this, this idea to you. And so their thoughts and their opinions become your thoughts and your opinions and they end up governing your life. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want anything to keep me from experiencing my goals. I don't want anything to keep me from experiencing my dreams. I don't want anything to keep me from experiencing the risks that turn into rewards and the obstacles that turn into opportunities. But if you don't have that mindset to be able to look at things and be like, this is a huge setback, but it's also a setup for success. This is a huge obstacle, not, oh, gotta stop. I'm gonna throw my hands in the air and not move forward. Oh, this obstacle is, is, is a part of my hero's journey and a story that I will one day tell will bring it. That is an attitude that I've had to adopt time and time again, because those of you that are close to me, no, Kathy, you know, like it's like every time we think something's good and that's life, that's everyone, but it's how you handle it. But I know that every time I think something's going good, I get like bitch slapped across the face and the back from life. And I always, the, the, the thing that keeps me grounded and keeps me safe is I'm like, you have a mouth to speak and you have a story to tell. There is wisdom that is going to come through this trial, but the wisdom won't come if you don't get through the trial. So Bonnie, get through this mother truck and trial so that you can glean the wisdom that God has allowed you to receive so that you can tell it to other people so that when they're going through their shit, they understand that this is part of the plan. And even if it wasn't part of the plan, that there's still going to be some value in it, that nothing is wasted. None of your time is wasted. None of your tears are wasted. None of your pain is wasted, but we do waste it when we are unable to see the opportunities and the obstacles, the rewards and the, the risks, right? And the, and the reason why you're unable to see those things like that is because you may come from a long line of people who just don't think that way. You may come from a long line of people who would rather not risk anything at all and say exactly where they are. I've told you guys the story about me wanting to be a teacher and a family member telling me, well, you won't make any money. Joke's on them. I get to teach as a, as a, as a coach all of the time. I remember you, when, you, when you come, when you're seeing life through a limited perspective, which is what most of our family members see it through, you're not available to see everything as it really is. 
I remember when I was a server and I just started serving. No, I think I was a hostess at Sunny's or something. And someone was like, oh, you'd probably make good money as a server because you're an amazing host. And I was like, oh, cool. And and I saw the papers that they used to have at the bus stop back when I was taking the bus. And I opened up the little the paper machine, the job search thing. And I'd always see servers wanted at the airport. And I was like, hmm, I bet I could do that. And then, and then immediately I thought of, my dad used to do banquet serving and he'd always tell me how experienced you have to be and how fast you have to be. And, and I remember calling one of them one time and saying, you know, can, can I, I, I would like to apply to, to be a banquet server. And you're like, what's your experience? I was like, well, I've worked at Denny's. They're like, oh, so you're just a waitress? Yeah, no. And they hung up on me. <laughs> and in that moment, that rejection created this belief accompanied with what my dad had told me. He didn't mean to. But accompanied with the, the, what my dad had said about that sort of industry, and plus with those people rejecting me, I had now created this belief that I don't have what it takes to work in a place like that. And so I never thought twice about it again, never applied again. Funny story, those of you that know, I ended up working at the airport and making so much money. Um, and I just imagined what life would look like had I stepped into that area like eight years earlier. Maybe I would have not had to go through some of the financial hardships, but then again, I probably would because I still had a really messed up relationship with money. So when you think of the lies that your family has passed down to you and you're thinking about your life, I want you to think about some of the lies about success that your family has told you. Did they tell you that you, that some people are just lucky did they tell you that some people uh, just uh, that in order to get rich, in order to be successful, you have to be conniving and you have to cheat and you have to do a whole bunch of dishonest things? Did they tell you that, you know, only people who have degrees and good paying jobs or go to big universities are the ones that make it in life? Did they tell you that you won't have enough money to go to those colleges or those schools or go to those uh, retreats and workshops and seminars and things where you can actually learn how to better yourself? Did they tell you that you shouldn't waste your time or money on stuff like that? Because again, that number I told you about 75%, the majority of the people I get on the phone with, they're worried about what their husband's going to say, what their mother's going to say about what they do with their money. And I want to remind you guys, if you're listening to this and you're someone who's on that path of like, yeah, my family has never been people that really went outside the norm. We keep it, we, we play it safe. We're very practical with our money and this is not, and I'm not here to shoot any of y'all down, but I do need y'all to understand the name of the podcast is called The Boss Motherfucking Life with Bonds. And so if you're listening to this podcast, I'm talking to someone who wants to be a boss in some area of their life, whether it's a boss about their fitness, whether it's a boss about their business, whether it's bossing up in their mindset. I'm not talking, this isn't just a field good podcast for here. I need a pick me up. This is for people who are like, yo, I don't like the way that my life is going. I know that it could be better. I know that I'm meant for more. I know that I have a purpose. What is it? How do I get there? That's what I'm talking to. Okay. So with that said, if you come from a family of people who are discouraging you from doing the things that you know that you need to do to not end up like them, please remember how many times I tell you, don't fucking take advice from people whose lives don't look like how you want yours to look. When people start talking to me about things that I should and shouldn't do in my business, I look at them, I was like, what's your business again? How long have you been in it? Or what one did you run before? I need receipts, right? So when your family members are telling you, and I have clients that tell me this all the time, my boyfriend thinks I'm crazy for having a coach. He says, why don't I just eat less and work out like he did? Don't get me started on that one. That's, we'll talk about that on my fitness uh, Instagram page. But, but I need you guys to understand something. I do not know one single insanely successful person 
that did it on their own. I do not know people who have made it to high places who have not had wise counsel, a wise team, a wise coach, mentors, anything to help guide them. And so again, the name of the podcast is The Boss Motherfucking Life with Bonds. No MFR isn't in there, but that's how I feel like saying it for my chest today. So if you are someone who's like, yeah, I'm, I, I do want to boss up, I need you to understand that your family who is not uh, the epitome of what you want to become, you don't take advice from them. Love them, hear it, listen, smile. Oh, thank you so much for that wisdom. But you need to know deep down inside, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that this is the direction that you're going in and that you are going to align yourself with people who have done it because people who, can't, who haven't done it can't tell you because they ain't freaking been there before. And I love you, but your parents who haven't chased their dreams are not the best authority to go to when it comes to you chasing your dreams. Your mother or father who struggled with weight their entire life and disordered eating, they're not the best person to go to when it comes to, hey, should I hire a coach? They're going to tell you no. And I want you to look at them and see if their health and if the standards that they have for themselves are the same ones that you have for yourself. That's it. Like I could just, I could have started and ended the podcast like that. The family members that are protecting you with their own limited thinking. Is their life a shining, uh, 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 I can't even think of the word, you know, like, do you have them on a pedestal? Are you looking at them like, I love what they did. I love how they built this. I love how they seen this. I love the way they see the world. Yes, let me follow Aunt Joe. If not, then you don't have to listen to them. But the hardest part is not just not listening to them. The hardest part is realizing the effects of their behavior, of their mediocrity, of their averageness, of them playing small. You need to be able to recognize when your family's lies and your family's limiting beliefs have seeped through the pores of your little brain and are now making you operate in a way that they would. When I'm out in public and I can catch myself getting snappy or about to say something rude to someone, I'm like, oh, whoa, I know exactly who that is. That is my crazy aunt, uh, down girl, okay? When I am getting ready to just call someone all out their name and tell them about themselves, I'm like, whoa, 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 I am, I am Bonnie. Yes, I grew up with that person who did stuff like this and that's normal for them, but it's not for me. I don't want to do that. I, every coaching call that I hop on with my clients, especially on call number one, I let them know, I was like, you think this is going to be me telling you what to do and what not to do and don't do this and oh, you've been bad this week. And honestly, a lot of it is just going to be around awareness, around you becoming aware of these default behaviors that are not your own, that have been embedded in you, that if you don't detach yourself from them, will create the same life that you are trying to avoid living. I'm going to take more water. Mm. Okay, so if this is resonating with you, again, thank you so much for watching this live, whoever is here. Um, Remember, if you hear something and you're like, this would resonate with my homegirl or my friend, go ahead and give them a tag. But I'm going to wrap it up with this. The number one limiting belief that is passed down from families and this is why I'm here. This is this is why I started a business. This is why I'm so loud. This is why I discount things. Well, I don't like to use the word discount. This is why I offer um, a variety of products and ranges for people with different budgets and different incomes because the biggest limiting belief that families pass down to each other is the poverty mindset, the mindset of scarcity, the mindset as there's not enough time to do the things we love in life. We just work to pay bills. 
We're not lucky enough to win the lottery, but maybe one day. So instead of investing all those monies that we spend on lottery tickets in something like stocks or, or a, a, a high interest savings account or anything else, we're just going to keep doing it like this. That's poverty mindset, scarcity mindset. We're not smart enough to do those things the big dogs do. I need you guys to understand that these new millionaires that are popping up overnight, they're popping up off of the computers, not from the universities. Wake up. But the, 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 we don't have enough money to do. We don't have enough money. That is the biggest lie. And it's not, let me rephrase that because I know y'all gonna be like, why do we have money? I hear you. I hear you. What I mean is when you have an abundance mindset, when you are tapped in to God, source energy, the universe, the Easter bunny, whatever you believe in is providing you with, with your abundance or your lack thereof. When you are tapped in, tuned in, synced in, or hell, go look at those pictures of the freaking cosmos. When you can understand just how abundant this world is and how there is so much more of everything that you can't even see. There is an abundance of leaves outside my door. There's an abundance of dogs. There's abundance of cars. There's an abundance of oxygen. There are an abundance of jobs that may just not be in your city. There are an abundance of friendship circles that would love to have you, you who are lonely and don't have friends. There is an abundance of free resources for whatever you want to do. I promise you, you tell me something, I will find it for you. Okay, this world is abundant and guess what? So is money. But if you grew up with family members, like I just described, they will convince you that you, um, that you either, you don't have what it takes to become someone that can be successful and wealthy. You don't, you're not lucky enough to catch a big break. Do you know what luck is? Luck is someone who has been preparing and who has been putting themselves out there and has gotten aligned. That's how you manifest. That's my next series is about what manifestation really is. It isn't just, you guys see me journaling, you see me meditating, you see me in nature. Those are part of it. But what you don't see is me putting myself in uncomfortable situations day after day, week after week, putting myself in situations where my name can be mentioned to people or putting myself out there to where people are like, yes, this girl does do A, B, C, and D. It's not about just sitting on my ass, wishing, hoping, and waiting. But if you come from a family with a scarcity and poverty mindset that does not believe that there is enough of anything to go around, you will start to develop this very toxic relationship with money and success that really makes you think that you are, it's your enemy because you're not good enough for it, because you're not smart enough, because you're not lucky enough, whatever, whatever. The thing about money is this, that, that it, money appreciate, things appreciate. What you appreciate appreciates. And if you are always talking bad about money and those who have it, I need you to understand that you will never be able to attract, sustain, obtain something that you think is bad. So if you think being successful is bad, like I said in the beginning, because it'll make you a sellout, guess what? You'll never be successful because there is a limiting belief in your head that if you become successful, then you have sold out to your culture. So as long as you hold on to that bullshit ass, limiting ass belief, you will stay exactly where you are. You may get some levels of success, but you'll never reach your full potential. You know why? Because you believe you in your heart that success has a negative connotation attached to it. If you believe that rich people are bad, my God. The amount of people that go crazy in the comments about Elon Musk and he's a con man, and he's this, this, and that. I'm like, you mean the one that's going to try to figure out how to sustain human life after we fuck this planet up? Got it. Okay. Um, you will never be able to be someone that is like the very thing that you, you, you hate. If you're always talking bad about your managers and how bad they are instead of, you know, maybe seeing areas that they can prove or thinking about, okay, if I was given the opportunity, this is how I do this. If all you do is look at the man and look at management and look at those that are in power as being the enemy, you'll never be empowered. You will never be empowered because your subconscious is like, uh, uh, those who are powerful are horrible people. They are this, this, that, and the other. And remember, 
your brain's job is also to reinforce what it believes to be true about itself. So if you believe about yourself that you are a good person and you just want the best for yourself and your family and you see managers or CEOs or people who are successful and doing better than you, you see them as the bad guy, you will have, again, this cognitive dissonance where you want something, but you also very much think it's bad, which means you will never, ever get to it. This is why vision boards work, because the more that you put something in front of your brain, your brain is visual. Your brain believes what it sees, what you show it over and over again. This is how you get programmed in the first place. And so if you can see something that you like over and over again and your brain sees it and it's excited and it loves it, it will be in the background working to try to bring these things to fruition, a.k.a. manifestation for you. And so if you always have this image in your head of money, of success, of wealth, of prosperity as being something that is evil, hell, they, like I'm not, I'm not going to compare <laughs> famous pastors, right? Or, or rich pastors. I'm not, I'm not going to speak on anybody specific, but like it's to the point now where a pastor cannot have a decent car or else people are going to judge him. I guess he's supposed to just drive a freaking hoopty. Um, got it. Not saying he needs to drive a freaking, you know, I don't know, fancy cars. He doesn't need a Ferrari. What I'm saying is like, we have made it so that anyone who's doing better than us is bad. And you wonder why you're not where those people are. So take a moment. If you get anything from this, I want you to take a moment and look back at some of the thoughts, the beliefs, the opinions that are governing your life and stop and ask yourself, one, is it true? And two, is that even my voice? Do I even believe that? Or is that just something that I've always believed? Do I believe that? Do I like that? Is that an alignment with my highest self and who I want to be? Who is my highest self? Who do I want to be? These are all questions that you need to ask yourself when you are taking the time to get effing real. So guys, that's the podcast for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Again, if you got some value from today, drop some fire emojis in the comments. If you're listening to this on the podcast on Spotify or iTunes, do me the biggest of favors. Screenshot it and tag me in your story at Coach Bonds. Also... We are having so many events happening this next week. We are currently in the middle of enrollment week for Boss Life Blueprint. That means if you are wanting to join my 16-week coaching container where we are focusing on mindset, limiting beliefs, mastering your mindset, tapping into your energy and using it so that you can actually start functioning in the way that you were designed, understanding your human design, and most of all, learning how to manifest like a freaking boss, then you need to be signed up and registered for the Boss Life Blueprint. We start next week. This week is open for enrollment. If you would like more details, shoot me a DM, but the link is in the bio for you to read everything from all of the modules, what you're going to learn in each module, what clients have experienced after taking that course, and anything else in between. Now, if you're here for fitness or if you started following me when I was a fitness coach, we got some stuff going on on the fitness side of the business too, Mind and Body Fitness. We're going to be running a free four-day challenge starting next week. April, nope, August 8th through the 11th. We're going to be running a free four-day challenge. I'll be having more details about that coming out here shortly. And then the following week, we'll be starting our first six-week challenge of the year. I retired six-week challenges because they were so, they were a lot to do. But now I have a team and I'm able to put them on and it's going to be amazing. So if you want any more details on that, all of the information will be on the respective pages, Mind and Body Fitness, and you can find out all the other details about Boss Life Blueprint on at Coach 
bonds. I love you guys to the moon and back. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast, for supporting the 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 mission, the cause. I'm actually about to start dropping my freaking cash app and my Venmo and these bad boys because I know that not everybody is like able or even wanting to do those type of coaching programs that they're like, I see you coach. So I'm going to start doing that. You guys have the best day of your entire life and I will see you next time. Peace. I don't know how to hit the stop button. Can you guys stop judging me? Okay, there we go. I found it.